Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Marvel Studios' The Marvels. Higher. Further. Faster. Together. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geekcentric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for today's spoiler-free review are two Marvels in their own right, Mr. <laughs> Nate Shelton and Darcy Hudson. How we doing? Higher, further, faster. Darcy, go ahead. Together. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the word. Well, we, well, I'm ready to talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I am very happy to be together with you guys to talk about this movie. All right. Let's get into the synopsis. Uh, in Marvel Studios, the Marvels, Carol Danvers, AKA Captain Marvel, has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Cree and taken revenge on the supreme intelligence. But unintended consequences see Carol shouldering the burden of a destabilized universe. When her duties sent her to an anonymous wormhole linked to the Cree revolutionary, her powers become entangled with that of Jersey City superfan Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Ms. Marvel, and Carol's estranged niece, now Saber astronaut, Captain Monica Rambeau. Together, this unlikely trio must team up and learn to work in concert to save the universe as the Marvels. The film stars, of course, Brie Larson, Tayona Paris, Iman Vellani, Zawe Ashton, Siojun Park, Zenobi Sharoff, Mohan Kapoor, Saigar Sheikh, and Samuel L. Jackson. Nia DaCosta directs, and Kevin Feige is the producer. Luis de Zesbizito, Victoria Alonso, Mary Lavanos, and Matthew Jenkins serve as executive producer. The screenplay is by Nia DaCosta, Megan McDonald, and Alisa Karasek. Marvel Studios' The Marvels hits theaters this Friday, November 10th. As always, a huge thanks to our friends at Disney Studios Canada and, by extension, Marvel Studios Canada for inviting us out to the screening so we could get this review out ahead of the movie's theatrical release. Now, with that out of the way, uh, let's kick off our discussion. Uh, as I like to do these spoiler-free reviews, I'd like to kind of give us some pillars that we can talk about what worked and what didn't work. So we're going to kick things off with our initial thoughts. We're going to talk about the look and feel, which will be all-encompassing. Uh, then we're going to move into performances. We're going to talk about that music, and then we're going to wrap things up with our final thoughts. So initial thoughts. If, if it's okay with you guys, uh, I'll just kind of kick things off with the Take it away. simplistic, basic buzzword to say about this movie and that it is fantastic. This movie is so friggin' good, uh, an absolute surprise. Uh, you know, we were talking about it going into the movie. There's so much negative energy. There's so many uh, tweets about, uh, you know, the low ticket sales, that the expectations, perform and, and not deliver. And you couple that with the Variety article that came out last week that detailed behind the scenes problems with Marvel. And honestly, Marvel's never looked better. This movie shows strength. It shows confidence. It is going bold and it's having fun doing it. It is a blast. It is a theater going experience. And honestly, you know, we're going to talk about all the little things that made us smile, but damn, high level. This was great, and it really does deliver. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the other F word that was the mm -hmm. first thing that I think I turned to you and said, which is uh, fun. Uh, it is so fun. It's so zany. It's wacky. 
Um, it's it's just there's I couldn't stop smiling throughout the entire time, and I think it's such an excellent example of what Marvels can what Marvel movies can be, mm-hmm. uh, and I just I hope it inspires Marvel to continue exploring uh, shorter movies and shorter projects that can just be light fun movies. Mm-hmm. The, the comics are fun. Let's have fun. We're in space, uh, and so I think I think it yeah that's it was so much. fun. Fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I think just the caveat with zany and wacky, you know, these words that you may hear from us, we, you might hear uh, online as, as people talk about it. It's a compliment to the craft of this movie and how committed it is to being different. It's the energetic way that keeps you engaged, yet it still takes itself seriously when it needs to. But that's not the driving force. You know, mm-hmm. this is a lot more fun. There's more vibrancy to it. And it's bold in its approach of being zany and wacky. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we also talked about how we walked out of there thinking that was very James Gunn in terms of the humor and the way they're yes. using humor to tell a story or further plot along. And this just, this was a, a huge surprise to me because I went into it, you know, not being the biggest fan of Captain Marvel. It's an okay movie, but it really mm-hmm. only serves the point to introduce her before Infinity War and Endgame. So there wasn't really much to it that I could connect to. Whereas this one, when you pair Brie Larson with Iman Vellani and Tiona Paris, the, just the banter back and forth, everything about it is so light and, and, and fun and refreshing. And it really feels like an early phase Marvel movie where mm-hmm. it was its own story that might have some clues to bigger things, but that has, that's secondary to the plot. It's telling its own story and doing its own thing in its own way. And it was so fun and refreshing for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I felt like it really... It flows really nicely. Mm-hmm. I think the best way that I can describe it, and we talked about this a little bit as we were leaving the theater, but I, I kind of felt so much that it was uh, the best parts of a six-issue comic book run combined with a Marvel ride at Disney is the mm-hmm. best way that I can explain it. It's, it. it's, you know, there are moments and elements that could be fleshed out, but don't need to be. There's a there's a there's maybe a couple of things that I would have liked to have had a little bit more time with near the end of the movie um, that could have maybe added a little more impact. But overall, it's just such an adventure from one planet to the next that there are just, there's tons of little moments where you're kind of thinking in your head, like you're like, oh, um, I, I wish I understood that more. I wish that was explained more. And then you laugh, something really funny happens. And then you kind of go like, actually, you know what? It doesn't matter because it, 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 at the end of the day, they're, the, the parts of the story that they need to service are, are serviced uh, and the the sort of the, the little nerdy, geeky things that we all want to look up on, on the internet to understand more of, we can do that because the source material is still there. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily need to provide every answer in the movie. Well, yeah, and, and I think with that, let's move into look and feel. Um, I think for myself, as you were talking about, the, the pacing is is incredibly refreshing this this movie moves man like it is mm-hmm. it is there are quick. No slow points yeah there no are slow no slow, slow points and, and to your point you know to stop and linger on on things would slow this movie down um you know the action the adventure the whole quality of this movie and what makes it excel is its pace is how mm-hmm. fast it moves us through and allows us to stay completely focused and in a lot of ways, this film is very concise. But to your point, there might be things that are happening on the outside or happen for no reason that we could linger on a little bit more. But no, like this movie just stays the course. It understands what it's about. And really, at the end of the day, like you were saying, Darcy, it all comes down to how they've chosen to anchor this with the trio of, mm-hmm. of, of heroes. And I think that's that's the part. It's like it's its own mini ensemble film in a lot of ways. 
Well, and I love that we get to travel to different planets as well in this movie. You know, I think we're so used to that. You know, you mentioned James Gunn with the Guardians movies of sort of getting to see some of the crazy stuff in space. And Thor too, to a certain degree. For sure, definitely. Yeah. But I, I, I just felt, you know, there's, there's one planet in particular uh, <laughs> that was incredibly unexpected. And that's the most that I'll say. I think it... I think it makes it, it makes this a Disney Marvel movie in the best possible way. I know some people like will will probably try to call a Disney Marvel movie like that's like a, a bad thing or something or it's a negative. Um, but no, this added su- some of the biggest laughs I think in our screening. And you know we're we're usually at when we go to screenings like yeah, there's a couple chuckles here and there even in in a Marvel movie. Uh, but this whole theater we were. I felt it felt like the closest I think that I've ever felt in one of these critic screenings uh, to a fan screening, if you will. Like, again, it wasn't the whole theater ripping and roaring, but still there was there was some loud laughs and it wasn't just you, Justin. Well, yeah, I know. but there were two people <laughs> in our row. Our whole row was if it was the three of us plus yeah. uh, two others. Uh, they were laughing really, yeah. really hard yeah. as well. And I, I, again, like to your point, though, this is a film that should be experienced with an audience. And, and I think yes. audiences that are Marvel fans are are going to show up for this movie. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it definitely delivers on all those laughs. Mm-hmm. And again, one of the things that I walked out of that movie being blown away by was the fight choreography. Oh, oh my they, God. The way they managed to handle this, the swapping aspect of that, you know, was the whole premise of this movie and how they're all entangled together and stuff like that was so, so cool. The, the fight scenes that we got from those moments were so incredible. And like the choreography was out of this world and how, all this crazy stuff was happening where people were switching, but we're still able to follow the flow of these movements and, and the fight and everything like that was so, so well done. Yeah, the entanglement-infused action sequences are a true spectacle. They're expertly choreographed and interwoven into the narrative with seamless precision. And not only that, but through their personal relationships, they themselves are entangled in more ways than one. I think on the standpoint of, like, from the choreography and the fight scenes specifically, um, I just think... You know, it's it's awesome to see. Of course, they adapt. Uh, they they they. I love how they use it to their advantage. They learn, but at the same time, uh, and I don't think this is a spoiler to say they aren't perfect with it. Even by the end of the movie, you know, we oftentimes you see these heroes, and especially in a in a film that is kind of like more contained, where you're you know by the end of the movie they're like they're perfectly in sync. They're still not by the end of this movie, and I really appreciated the fact that they were still able to make those mistakes both on you know both. In combat, um, as well as also together, they were making mistakes in terms of you know there, there's there's these really wonderful moments where they they pause and they reflect and they apologize to each other that I just thought were fantastic and I just I think it's cool to sort of see uh, again heroes that are uh, so capable but also so vulnerable at the same time and willing to let themselves sort of talk about their feelings. Mm-hmm. It was great, yeah. And that that part of the movie is still there it, you know that emotional part that 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 interconnected personal touch that i think you know again you need to have a more human side to it and uh, and their relationships are, are definitely a symbol of that uh I, 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 amidst this story so um i also wanted to just jump in just to i think the other aspect if we're going to talk about the story we can't leave out again how freaking hilarious uh, the movie is like there's so many moments that just had us laughing and, and uh, I think the the um, there's so many fan freak out moments with uh, Kamala and I think this is truly uh, a family adventure in a few ways of course there's 
There's the found family dynamic between Kamala and Carol and Monica. Um, but then there's also this the distanced, uh, unresolved history between Monica and Carol. Uh, and then I, I promise this isn't a spoiler, but let's just say shout out to Kamala's family because we get a lot more of them than I anticipated. And there's such a joy throughout this movie. I think Mohan Kapoor, Zenobia Shroff, and Sagar uh, Sheikh are just brilliant. And I was so happy with how much we got of them. So let's just say there's there's a lot more family than you would expect. Yeah, and there's yeah. different... It, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, it feels like it's getting to the point where you can't have a Kamala Khan story without the rest of the Khan family yes, along yes. for the ride. And I am all for that because they they bring such joy to the screen and such levity to the, again, the world is at stake in this movie. I'm not going to downplay that at all, but it doesn't feel like it because you're laughing so much throughout the course of this story as these characters are interacting with the bizarre and unknown things in the, in the greater universe. I love it. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of what was learned or what was developed in Ms. Marvel from a tonal aspect, finds its way as sort of being the outline for this film. Um, but, you know, with that, you know, was there anything that didn't work for you guys in, in terms of, like, the t look and feel or, or, or anything narratively? I think the, the only thing that was rough, and I kind of already mentioned it a little bit, and it's going to be really tough to talk about without spoilers, so obviously I'm not going to spoil anything, but let's just say um, the movie's finale uh, does feel... A oh, Siri's wanting to talk. Chime in. Um, I will say the, the movie's finale does feel a little bit uh, rushed. I think I was forgiving a lot of those moments of, of sort of skipping over some of those like little details. But um, because, again, it feels like a comic book story in that way. But I just felt like the end could have hit a little bit harder uh, if we got to spend maybe a little more time fleshing out just that last little bit. I think um, I think the you know, I f the movie makes me fall in love with these characters even more than I already enjoyed them in their own separate properties. Um, but I think from a standpoint of really understanding their emotions towards each other by the end of the movie, um, I just could have used maybe a little bit more time with, with just how sort of quickly. Again, it's it's tough to say without spoilers. Hopefully me saying like the ending felt rushed is good enough to get my point I, across. I think so. I think so. I think again, we've... It's funny how much we've seen it, or maybe we're just more aware of it now that we watch more movies and talk about them. But this does suffer from a, a third act pacing issue. Um, but, you know, I, I again, given how much worked ahead of it, I, it was OK. I was OK. Yeah, with absolutely. It, it doesn't ruin I, the movie by no, any stretch of the imagination. No, but I, I understand that, you know, they spent so much time to sort of establish the relationship between these characters. You spent so much time with them. You're you're learning to appreciate them on a new level. Um, that the the last act does very much feel like a, a a dash to the end to very much wrap things up because this is a movie that is an hour and forty five minutes. I, I don't know what the shortest uh, MCU film is, but I think this might be one of them, if if not the shortest. No, for sure. I didn't mind the pacing. I mean, I've, again, we mentioned how this is a comic book movie, right? Uh, and to me, comic book stuff always wraps up. But like by the time you finish, you mentioned a six issue miniseries. At the end of that fifth issue, you usually scratch your head, being like, "How are they going to wrap this up in one issue?" And they use twenty four pages to get to that end, and it it works in a comic book story because you're able to just go along with the flow of things because that's how it works. And to me, it worked very well in this movie, and it that just felt more like that comic book feel. So I guess to, to me, it didn't rush at the end. That yeah. felt par for the course for the way that this story and the breakneck pace it was being told at. So. No, for sure. I, again, I can I can see both sides, and again, that's mm -hmm. why watching this movie and feeling the comic book elements, right? I'm I'm definitely not as 
big of the comic book reader as yourself. So I'm, I'm you know, I, I was just feeling from the little moments that I've spent reading the Miss Marvel comics. But um, I will just also just quickly mention, because it does tie into the aspect of reading comic books and being on top of all these stories. Um, I, I know that there's going to be people out there that are going to say, well, you know, there might be some audiences that'll have a tough time because they didn't watch Miss Marvel and they didn't watch uh, WandaVision. And honestly, but I don't know how big the pool of people are that fit into that that audience. Like, realistically, if you're going to see the Marvels, you've watched those projects. I will say, if you're listening to this review somehow and you haven't watched those, go watch those. <laughs> because obviously it'll make the movie infinitely better. But, um, but I think from a standpoint of tying it together, um, you know, it, it's definitely worth watching those. Um, and there are big, big moments... Uh, that Marvel fans are going to pop off. Uh, Darcy, you kind of already mentioned, I think we talked about movies in the MCU that unfortunately feel like they're, you know, Justin, you mentioned that you thought the first Marvel or first Captain Marvel movie felt like it was built to service some of the end credits. I will say the end credits in this movie feel like a cherry on top, right? They feel like the the little kind of pops at the end. Um, but stay off Twitter or mute Twitter, do whatever you have to do or X or whatever it's called. Um, because you do not want to get spoiled by these. These are, there's some really fantastic things that happen. Couldn't agree more. Great advice. Um, all right, let's move into performances. Cause we've been talking about pretty much all the characters in, in, in the, in the way of, of look and feel and how they add depth and dimension to the overall story. Um, you know, I, I think this trio is is fantastic you know brie larson feels like she's doing some of her best acting because she has other people to act with that are going to give her character more emotional depth uh you know tiana paris's uh monica rambeau gives a very emotional yet quirky fun performance um obviously their estranged relationship is is what serves as a sort of an emotional catalyst to to understanding them bonding and becoming closer and i absolutely loved that that was interjected into this movie and it was focused on in, in, in mm -hmm. a lot of ways um and and you know we've said it but like iman Vellani, uh of the three you know she's incredibly infectious she's charming in every scene she's she's interjecting a, a genuine authentic vibe into this movie in, in every time she's on screen and yeah these heroes they came together so well and, and i love their their presence on screen yeah, Iman is is the she's the perfect vessel of fandom. She's always been the perfect vessel of fandom and I'm so happy for her in in this movie. I'm I'm just happy that like, you know, I think I think the film is a a constant reminder of how wonderful it is that she specifically uh, is in this role and she's more confident as Kamala Khan here you see that in her fighting like we talked about you 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 know I think some of the ways that she also just takes charge of situations that she's pulled into and whether it's her being an obsessed fan uh, and being maybe a bit too much at times or speaking up for herself when she feels slighted by her biggest hero she speaks her mind and she's constantly authentically Kamala uh, and I just I can't I can't wait to see more big screen moments with Iman Vellani in the MCU. 
Yeah, it, it, she was incredible. You mentioned how she feels so much more confident in the role, and it really comes through in this this thing, or uh, this movie. Because at the end of the uh, Miss Marvel, I, I was I grew to like her over the course of the series, and that was just again the growth of the character that I ended up falling in love with. But returning to the character here is just she does a great job of again bringing that genuine fandom and love for the character and this, these stories that are real life to her. Is it's so much fun and again so refreshing to see someone that you know in tune with their character. Totally. Well, I, and I think her character, like I was saying before, in, in Kamala Khan's character, very much the tone of her character inspired, I think, the vibe of this movie or or kept mm-hmm. kept that as, as sort of a baseline, right? To ensure that you, you had this level of sincere fun while also having authentic, heartfelt meaning behind themes that are going on here. I think the other thing, too, to really point out about Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan is that it's literally her playing herself on screen. (laughs) And that in itself is so incredible to see, right? Like it adds to that authenticity, it adds to that genuine realness to her her portrayal that just elevates that character and makes it that much more relatable. It's, It's so, so great. And I'm so happy to see that she very much carries the heart of this movie in, in a lot of ways. When you mentioned Brie Larson, I think I, you know, I really enjoy her as Captain Marvel. I enjoyed that first movie, but since seeing her in, in, in the Avengers, there were a lot of moments where she felt untouchable, uh, very inaccessible. And, and I think here Brie does such an excellent job of portraying specifically the faults uh, of Captain Marvel. We get to see her um, disappointed in herself. We get to see her embarrassed at times. Uh, and I think, yeah, her chemistry with both Iman and, and Teona are, is, is so, it's so rewarding in this movie. And I just enjoyed how she, she, she leads the team, but at the same time, it never felt like she was a higher priority uh, than anyone. And she shares that screen space so well, um, which I just, I think that's what makes a great team leader. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, I think in a lot of ways too, it's like, she's trying to lead the team, but the team doesn't really need to be led. They need to work together. Right. And I yeah. think again, that heightens the idea of the entanglement, you know, like their powers aren't any good to themselves. They have to work together to use their powers to basically figure it out. And I, again, that's, it's just this highlight that, you know, together they're stronger and you're absolutely right. Brie Larson, she shows so much vulnerability in this role. And I think she has so much more to act off of uh, that are giving her character more depth. It's, it, it was a great idea to, to feature this as an ensemble rather than a solo Captain Marvel 2 movie. Totally. Absolutely. And and for Tiona, um, just one more thing I wanted to just say with, with her is like, you know, I think she kind of really works as both a parallel and almost an opposite to Miss Marvel in terms of her relationship uh, with Carol, right? And and it's, you know, she's she's struggling with the you know, the the feelings of abandonment and you can tell she's so much more reserved, right? Like Kamala Khan is running in there hugging everyone she possibly can. Uh and and, you know, you've you've got Monica who's kind of sort of staying further back, but at the same time, we still really get fun moments with her. We still get to see her having a good time. And I think Tayona certainly um she steps up, you know, ev- in every way from her time on WandaVision. Um, but she's still that really brilliant scientist, uh, mm-hmm. and she brings sort of the smarts to the group, if you yeah. will. Well, this movie again, the, the the vibe of this movie very much allows Monica Rambeau to open up a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's those are some really great moments. She dances. Uh, Let's just say that dances, there's a moment and, where and, she dances. And there's just <laughs> even to your point, like the, the the more comedic moments, right? Like she was like, you know, 
sarcastically funny in in WandaVision and and right but here she she again she has a, a, a other actors to bounce off of and there's comedic moments that naturally happen um and yeah I I really enjoyed her journey through this 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 movie because it's a bit of a discovery for her right she is very much pushing herself to to sort of be the Captain Marvel right uh in a lot of ways and believe in herself and you know again having this sort of a strange relationship to kind of fuel some of that inspiration and 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 whatnot is it's really it's really nice i think they did such a great job with interwovening their personal relationships with one another and and us seeing that dynamic and again just serves as a really great juxtaposition to the whole entanglement of their powers yeah i mean um you know the only other performances that I, I do want to just quickly mention, though, I, I want to bring up Sam Jackson. Oh, uh, I mean, Darcy, so good. <laughs> you were going off on just how classic Nick Fury uh, this it was, was. It felt like original phase, like phase one Nick Fury, where he just he always has a one like a one liner like cocked and loaded for any given situation, and he does not let down in this movie. He is he's back to his you know cocky Nick Fury self with those quippy little one-liners and I love it so much <laughs> yeah he's swearing in this like I just love like new rule no touching shit especially space shit <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's so he's so unabashedly that classic Fury but I love I love that you know we just we came off of of Secret Invasion and I, I personally like I know that show overall didn't really work for us but I know in my heart that that his performance absolutely worked in that show and i love that we can get an mcu where we can have both we can have the 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 you know sort of the the introspective and 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 really sort of down on his luck and 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 really needs to sort of um you know it, it's we get that deep look at nick fury the dark tormented nick fury and then we also get this classic as you said sort of phase 1 style nick fury that just he he was responsible for a, a ton of laughs as well, and I think his interactions with uh, Kamala's family are just will live in my brain for a very long time. <laughs> well, it's interesting, like you said, like we just we just got Nick Fury in, in Secret Invasion, and that's a dark, gritty, politically fueled show, and and you know we get this sort of introspective character study series about him and his comedy delivery in that show is much different it's more sarcastic and a little more muted but here he was funny like he was yeah. lo- lo- he was in his funny. bag yeah exactly and i i think that's what's really great about all of these marvel projects like we, we there's so many different projects that that have happened now since you know obviously disney plus but each show or movie serves as a lens of how to look at the mcu differently mm-hmm. so like I could see this Nick Fury that we saw in the Marvels show up in She-Hulk. Yeah. As, oh, as that tone, yeah. right? In that yeah. tone. Whereas the Nick Fury from Secret Invasion could then show up in something like Daredevil, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? So the idea of how we view each of these characters through each of the movies and TV shows will change our perspective and add more depth and layers to those characters and how we view them. So I love that even in this, we're getting another side of, of Fury that feels a lot more jokey. Uh, you know what I mean? He, he also feels a little more comfortable in his position. Like you guys said, like he's he's returned to that Fury that we we recognized from phase one, head of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's, you know, working up in, in, in at, at Sabre and, you know, 
he's doing his thing. It seems like things are under control to a certain degree. So he's a little more lax and he's a lot more direct in, in a lot of ways. And, and that really does play to that comedy piece. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned how like he's able to portray these different aspects of the character. And that's again, returning to the comics where each writer would interpret these characters differently or exactly. have them in there involved in these stories to serve a role, to be that either the comedic relief or, you know, that serious driving force behind the plot and stuff like that. So him being able to showcase these two sides so in the same calendar year is really cool because it shows us that the Mar Marvel is more than just one universe. It's one universe viewed through all these different lenses. And again, the performance in this this, this whole movie really goes to drive home the fact that, yes, it can be fun at times, and then we can also go back and have a dark movie next time, and it'll still all work together because they're all, you know, their own interpretations of these characters, and I love it. Couldn't agree more. No, I, I couldn't agree more, Darcy. I, I think that that's the power of how the MCU is able to really encapsulate what the comics do really well, is is interpreting the characters differently from 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 each story. So yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, okay, let's let's talk about negatives for from performances. Um, I, I don't think her performance was bad. But mm -hmm. I think the writing for her character was bad, and that is for for Zawe Ashton's uh, Dar Ben. Um, she acted the best that she could for what was given what to she her. Was given to her, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And she she had emotion, and she she definitely brought a performative quality, very similar to how Christian Bale was in as Gore the God Butcher in a lot of ways. I think he still like she still brought her acting prowess to this role. It's just her character falls into that. Marvel villain problem where it's just one note you know you understand their motives sort of very loosely but I don't know it's just underwhelming in a lot of ways but again they're not all going to be Thanos right like no they, for they sure served the, she <laughs> served her purpose as being the antagonist for this trio and for them to get kind of come to defeat but other than that she's she's not memorable and and it's it's unfortunate but it, it's kind of what is to be expected these days with with some of these movies yeah i think it's one of those things that like similar to the the sort of the rushed finale i feel similar with this villain in the sense that it's like yes absolutely like she's not she's not going to have the crazy depth and 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 you know you're not going to sort of be she's not too memorable as a a villain overall um, but at the same time, she does work as a great sort of comic book antagonist for a short series of comics yep. or a short story. I think, um, I think the one thing that she, that as a character, she does perfectly is in a way she's less important on her own. And obviously she's so much more important to Carol's story, right? It's, she's so much more important to Carol's story than even the, the, the world or the MCU in general. So I think in that instance, I really do think she, she, she works for, for what we she got. But I agree fit. with you at the same time, Justin, in the sense of like the, the, that's the comic side of my brain, I guess, the comic fan. And then the movie fan side is like, ah, could have been a better villain. Yeah, but that's, I think, but I, I honestly, I, I call it out because it's apparent. Um, and you, I think you recognize it for sure. You recognize it for sure. And not only that, I think a lot of people are going to recognize it uh, as well as recognizing what we called out before, which is sort of a rushed third act. Um, mm -hmm. And, and in, in ways those, those, those are, are maybe negatives, but yes, I totally agree. I think Darben definitely informs a growth from Carol, you know, this antagonist that is vengeful to her and, and, you know, sees her uh, and seeks revenge against her. Um, you know, this gives 
Carol, that pause and that sense of reservation to understand why and how she can be better. So I appreciate that they were still able to connect a thread from our protagonist to our antagonist. I appreciate that. Um, But let's move into music now. Um, The score is is multi-dimensional, much like this movie. It's got the the traditional orchestral styles featured in there, but the energy of the, I guess, the other elements that are mixed in to this score really do heighten the visuals overall as you watch it. I think it's 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 some of like the most classic while also feeling fresh in terms of of musical scores for MCU films. Yeah, I think Laura Cartman uh did a fantastic job with the score i think she's you know i think there's there's that there's a new theme in the movie uh which you know we've talked about justin that feels like it represents them as a team in general but there's also great uses of miss marvel's theme at certain points that feel justified um justin you actually had the chance to to chat with uh laura and uh, one of my favorite things in, in that interview is she talks about how she composed the score uh and literally used uh, space junk, things that had fallen from space uh, to make some of the outer worldly sounds. And you, you, you really do hear it in the in the score and throughout the movie. I think it's a really excellent conversation. I won't spoil anything else from it. I recommend everyone go check it out. But um, I think the the very first thing that hit me and hit I think hits will hit you when you watch the movie uh, is the 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 music. I think even before the fanfare kicked up, I remember the screen was still black and you hear some of the choirs and some of the sort of outer worldly sounds that are coming through and it, it gets you ready. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's multidimensional. It's multi-layered. There's just a lot of really great instrumentation and sounds that are used to, again, I, I think highlight the entanglement piece, the space cosmic quality of the story, while also the heroic nature of, of, of what this movie means for uh, a trio of heroes that are, are coming together. Um, so yeah, I, I think the, the score is, is again, another, another standout uh, that worked. Awesome. Well, we, you know, we have talked quite a bit about this movie. Um, I think it's time for us to close this out, wrap it up with our final thoughts and our score, which will be out of one to five Fleur Kittens. Nate, why don't you kick things off? Sure thing. Uh, yeah, the movie is a blast. It's it's a cosmic blast. It feels perfectly comic book, and it blends the best aspects of our three heroes together really wonderfully. There's there's just excellent elements of of Miss Marvel, of Captain Marvel, and uh, uh, Monica Rambeau. I, I I as I said, I couldn't stop smiling and laughing all the way through. Um, there's just so many funny moments and. You know, Captain Marvel coming together with her her first fan and her biggest fan uh, is just such a lovely story. And I think they the fact that I mentioned earlier, they take the time to, to talk to each other, to acknowledge each other's feelings, to apologize if they mess up. is just something rare that we really don't get to see too often uh, in in these team up stories. I was I, I was just so happy with so many moments in the movies in the movie. And I, I think audiences are going to really enjoy their time definitely see this with a big crowd um it's just again it's proof that i think these story these these shorter stories can still really work and uh nia da costa did the thing and and um honestly i really hope that we get to see more maybe even mcu stories from her i I love her movies in general um and i think the the way that she was able to balance the themes of of growth with the time that she had and still having it across three characters, 
uh, was just fantastic. And it's just, it's a fun ride across the cosmos. Uh, I'm incredibly happy to give the Marvels a very solid, solid, solid four out of five Fleur kittens. I mean, they're soft, but they're also solid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Darcy. Well, I mean, I haven't had really much negative things to say about this movie. I had way more fun than I was expecting when we were going in to see this. Because again, not being the biggest fan of Captain Marvel as a character in her first movie, this movie does a great job of, uh, again, bringing that human quality to her that makes you want to connect with her even more. So does a standout role for that or a standout job at doing that. And again, Amon Vellani brings so much charm and joy uh, to the screen. And I can't wait for more stories featuring the Khan family as a whole, because again, you can't get one story without the other. So it was, it was really enjoyable for that aspect. Uh, and for that reason, I'll be giving this one a very strong 4.5 out of five Fleur Kittens. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very strong, Fleur very kitten. strong score. <laughs> it's That's a, you know, half a kitten. Got got half kitten short ate yeah. itself. Oh and, uh, goodness! You know. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I'm with you guys. I I think that this is a complete surprise and delight. Like I was saying at the top, all the negative energy, all the people that were saying shit about this movie. Some of them are still gonna say shit, but I I I think the negative anticipation that everyone had for this movie is probably going to help this movie do really really well and be a surprise and delight because people are going to lower their expectations and they're going to go in and see this and some will come out and say uh, that definitely wasn't for me no and some are going to really love it and i myself am someone who really loved it the marvel soars as a hilariously fun and incredibly refreshing entry into the mcu um you know, it, it's 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 exhilarating with its wild energy, and it really does set it apart from from other MCU uh, films. And you know, the movie's pace mirrors that of 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 a comic book in, in its flow and its concise n- narrative. It's it's structure. It's staying it's staying very focused, and and I think that 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 you know, moving quickly while keeping you engaged. Uh, with its rapid progression that really works to this movie's advantage. And, you know, that's where you get that runtime of, you know, you say shorter, but I say more concise. Like it's just, it's more concise and, and, and it still delivers, right? The entanglement of the characters uh, serves as, as, you know, a, a physical representation of plot lines that really do add depth and intrigue and humanize these characters beyond their marvelous capabilities. Um, and, and their incredible action sequences throughout this this film really does highlight, uh, you know, a, a new way of seeing uh, team-up fights that hasn't been seen in the MCU. And it's so friggin' entertaining and it is so, so cool. well choreographed. Fist pumping, you know, kind of like, woo, that was yeah, awesome can't help moments. Yeah. You can't help it. No, of yeah. course. I think Marvel fans are going to rejoice and love this. They're going to really take it in and enjoy it because this movie is a banger. You know, it blends humor, action, and heart to to a really perfect formula. And 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 while it might not be perfect uh with certain, you know, issues like a rush third act and a, a one-dimensional uh, villain. There is no doubt that Nia DaCosta's directorial finesse coupled with this trio of heroes and acting from from all from all of them, Brie Larson, uh, Tiona, and Iman Vellani, who's just magnetic. She's just so magnetic. This movie, I definitely would say, is a must-watch. And and and, and the, it's the most fun you'll have in theaters. You, you'll, you'll have a smile on your face. You'll be laughing. You'll be surprised. And as we've been discussing this entire podcast, this movie does really highlight uh, 
the sort of testament to the endless creativity within the MCU. Yeah, I'm I'm giving this uh, a four point five out of five Fleur kittens as well. It's better than Quantum Mania, and I gave Quantum Mania a four. So I'm there gonna, you go. I'm gonna by <laughs> by by relation. I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust the score. Well, that is it for our spoiler-free review for the Marvels. Uh, a huge thanks again to Disney Studios Canada and Marvel Studios Canada for inviting us out to the screening. Obviously, we're not done talking about this movie. Uh, there are some end credit scenes that you will want to stick around for. And as Nate mentioned before, mute the socials. Do not let them get spoiled for you. Uh, I already hate the people that are going out of their way to do that. There's just no sense of courtesy mm-hmm. anymore. People just whipping out their phones and filming things so blatantly. So uh, tisk tisk. Nay, nay. That's not that's not good. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a spoiler filled. We'll probably drop that next week. We'll, we'll get more in depth about the story and maybe talk about what worked and what didn't work. But we'll definitely spend some time talking about uh, the future of the MCU because uh, boy, oh boy, does it look bright. Uh, and also this Friday, I will be dropping interviews. As, as Nate mentioned, I, I had the opportunity to sit down with composer of the Marvels, Laura Cartman, and Mary Lovanos, executive producer of The Marvels, and she's been working with Marvel for quite a while. Uh, so I'm going to be dropping those interviews on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash geekcentric. They'll also be on podcast feeds, uh, and uh, we'll have some uh, social uh, cutdowns on our Instagram and TikTok. But that's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, feel free to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And hey, if you're there, feel free to leave us a five-star review and any feedback that you might have. And also, if you want to reach out to us uh, once you see the Marvels or if you want to share your own feedback about what we do well, what we might need to get better at here on the podcast, well, you can reach out to us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on X, formerly Twitter, at GeekcentricYT, or on Instagram and Threads and TikTok at WeAreGeekcentric. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest movies and TV shows in the Geekiverse, like our spoiler-free reviews for the Netflix series Blue Eye Samurai, Invincible Season 2 Part 1, The Killer, Goosebumps Episodes 1 to 5, and so much more. And hey, uh, this is a big week for the MCU. Uh, Loki Season 2 finale is dropping tomorrow night, Thursday night uh, at time of recording this, and it's going to be big. And we do have our ongoing watch club. Uh, We did post our spoiler discussion for episode five uh, earlier this week with our friend Alyssa, uh, who shares some insight about what she thinks is next. Um, And we're excited to have a guest for the finale. Uh, So be sure to look out for that episode next week. We got a lot more in store. November is hustling hustling quickly as we get to December. Uh, We got more interviews, we got more reviews, and we are very excited to share those with you when they drop. But until then, Darcy, Nate, thank you for joining me for this marvelous spoiler-free review. And as we say, together, love ya. (laughs) Laters. Peace.